familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. A mother's breastfeeding experience changes drastically over time, starting with her child's birth throughout the months of her baby's life. Today, we continue our conversation in our series called Breastfeeding Expectations. Over the next 12 months, we will be following three new moms along their breastfeeding journeys, learning how they cope with breastfeeding challenges and settle into a breastfeeding rhythm with their babies. This is The Boob Group, Episode 15. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also a certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. At The Boob Group, we are your online support group for all things related to breastfeeding. Did you know that we send out a monthly newsletter? This is a great way to get great additional breastfeeding information, as well as see exclusive behind-the-scenes content from our show, learn about special giveaways, discounts, and more. You can find the newsletter sign-up on the Boob Group website, which is theboobgroup.com. Now it's time for me to introduce our lovely moms in the studio, who we will be following for now the next 11 months. Ladies, would you like to introduce yourself, as well as uh, we also have two out of the three babies in the studio as well, which you might hear a little squawking in the background. So if you have your baby in the studio, you can introduce her, or I guess the two ladies are actually here. So um, if you'll introduce yourself and your babies. Hi, I'm Cherry Christensen. I'm 31, and I work in consumer research. I have one brand-new baby who is with us here today, Miss Kelly, and she is five weeks old. Hi, I'm Annie Hall. I'm an architect here in San Diego, and I have one baby girl, Lady Eleanor, and she is with us (laughs) here today. And, uh, yeah. How old is Eleanor? Eleanor is nine weeks old. I'm Jennifer Oliver. I am 33, almost 34. I work in arts education, and I have two children, one who's two and a half, and my most recent is five weeks, almost six weeks. Fantastic. Well, ladies, welcome to the show. (coughs) Sounds familiar. (coughs) If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. 
You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. So let's kick off today's episode with some unbelievable breastfeeding stories making headlines around the internet. All of these stories are posted on the Boob Group Pinterest board if you want to check them out. So the headline I found for today is called Pediatricians and Hospitals Resolve to Stop Infant Formula Handouts. And so what happened this past week is the American Academy of Pediatrics decided that um, they do not want to provide formula company gift bags, coupons, and industry-authored handouts to the parents of newborns and infants in the office or in the clinical setting. And their rationale was that research has demonstrated that these free distribution of commercial materials, such as formula samples, diaper bags, formula coupons, and other gifts from these formula company marketing, um, it endorses formula feeding and creates the impression that clinicians favor formula feeding over breastfeeding. And research demonstrates that this activity decreases exclusivity and duration of breastfeeding. Um, So Jennifer, do you mind if we start with you first? What do you think about that? Yeah, sure. I was just thinking... I love getting free stuff. <laughs> so I'm totally bummed if they stop giving free stuff. But at the same time, I think I, I did, when I remember getting it with uh, Fiona, my first uh, child, I, I remembered thinking, oh, I'm supposed to find out about this stuff. Oh, I should probably get some some formula because I guess I'm supposed to be feeding with formula. So I think I, did, I, I remember having that thought process. And, um, and then it wasn't until later that I realized, oh, I, n- I never need this stuff because I'm breastfeeding. So um, this time, however, I didn't get that. I, I'm with Kaiser, and they didn't give me any gifts. Oh, that's because Kaiser's going baby-friendly. <laughs> and so they don't do these anymore. Go that's Kaiser. Really, that's mm-hmm. really interesting. That's yeah. awesome that they've already taken that stance. But they did give me free stuff. I got well, a bag uh-huh. and a little changing pad. So. The interesting thing, though, is probably the bag doesn't it probably has the name Kaiser on it. It does. Rather than <laughs> a formula company. Right, so they've does. already made that change, which mm-hmm. is super cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Miss Ellie's going to um, get some food right now, so we'll <laughs> go over to Cherry. Cherry, what do you think about this? I, I actually just read about this this week, and I was um, I thought it was a great move. I Because uh, my daughter was born at home, I missed out on all the freebies from the hospital, which at first, I love free stuff too. So <laughs> at first I was a little sad, and then I realized I probably didn't want anything that they were giving me. Um, but I was actually amazed at how much formula started arriving in the mail. And I was like, how do they know that I'm having a baby? Where does this come from? And it's probably from mailing lists and other things that I'd signed up for. And it was really awful because I knew I was going to be breastfeeding and yet I couldn't throw it away. I had this thought at the back of my head, like, well, what if I do need it? Or what if something happens? And so I kind of like put it out of sight in the garage and I was like, you know what? I'll donate this to someone who does need it. And I'm sure they'll appreciate the five stacks of (laughs) five cans that I have. But I, I think it's a great thing. And I, um, you know, I, I noticed when I went to the pediatrician's office that as I was walking into the room on the cupboards, they had little labels labeling every little thing where the thermometers were and this and that. And I noticed that there were two cupboards labeled with formula, even in the pediatrician's office, which I kind of found a little little disappointing since they were very supportive and very pro-breastfeeding. So yeah. I think it's a great, great move. All right. How about you, Annie? Um, what I was going to say was that I, I agree that I think it's a good thing that it's not encouraged. Um I don't remember seeing it in the hospital or getting freebies um, for formula itself, 
But I remember seeing it on um, websites and looking at their advertisements and what, what the formula was advertising as a good thing beyond formula and thinking, oh, am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to get this? Because as a new mom, you're, uh, I feel like there's all these things that come at you and, and I, I don't know what's, what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> it's hard to <laughs> Except for following your, your instincts. <laughs> um, and, so, and realizing that it was an advertisement by a formula company and, and taking a step back and going, oh, okay, then I... Obviously, this is they're trying for, to get me to buy something. This is all commercial. So, Well, very cool. Well, thank you for sharing your opinions on this. And uh, when we come back, we'll get into our um, information about what you guys have been doing over the past month since we spoke last. So we'll be right back. So today on the Boob Group, we're discussing what Annie, Jen, and Cherry's breastfeeding experiences have been like during their baby's second month of life. So now, ladies, that you have your babies and you're past this month mark, has breastfeeding gotten any easier for you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes and no. I, um, I've actually been struggling a lot over the past past month, the past five weeks now, and, and we've had quite a couple of issues and hiccups, and every week there seems to be something new, and then we get over it, and then there's something else. So it's it's certainly been challenging, and it's been really eye-opening because it's made me realize why so many women give up. Because mm-hmm. if I wasn't as determined as I, as I am, um, I probably would have just kind of thrown in the towel, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And so, um, you know, we're sticking, we're sticking in there. And the good news is that um, none of the issues have anything to do with her. So that was my concern. You know, is she tongue tied? Is do we have thresh? You know, is there something wrong with her latch and all of this stuff? But um, it, it seems to be more issues with me that I'm having pain still. That seems to be somewhat unexplained. Although, as we spoke about uh, a couple of weeks ago, it may be Raynaud's disease, which I'd never even heard of. So perhaps we'll talk about that more, but um, I'm sticking with it, and we have good moments and bad, but, you know, the good moments make it worth it. When she's latched and there's no pain and everything's going well, and I kind of just snuggling her skin to skin, it's just the most amazing moment, and I um, I just can't imagine why anyone wouldn't want to have that that moment, yeah. so, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jen? Has it gotten easier? Yeah, I think for me, it's, it's, it's pretty routine. It's pretty easy. Again, this is my second, so... <laughs> Again, this is my second, so um, so we're not having difficulty with actually latching on or breastfeeding in that regards. We're just having some difficulty um, because he's having some stomach issues. Yeah. And he seems a little bit colicky. Um, my first was the same. Um, so I did the same thing I did with my first, which I just eliminated a lot of things from my diet. Like what? Um, I've eliminated dairy um, in general. And then I've eliminated tomatoes and onions, um, hard vegetables like cauliflower and um, broccoli. And then I've also eliminated um, caffeine, anything spicy. And so I'm left with bread and meat (laughs) (laughs) and tofu. But unfortunately, soy, I I tried to convert to soy products, but my stomach doesn't like them. So so I've been having a hard time as far as my diet. Um, That seems to help a little bit. It doesn't get rid of it. Um, the other difficulty that we have is I have a really fast flow. Um, and so he br- uh, takes in a lot of air and he has some um, reflux. And so it'll come up and back down, up and back down. Um, and so with that, we um, we basically just um, kind of have to take him off and put him back on. And then sometimes I'll pump uh, first before I breastfeed him, um, hoping that that'll bring it down a little bit. 
Um, but he's just really colicky. So unfortunately, I feel like I just have to sort of suck it up and it'll go away eventually. But, yeah. But. I remember with my kids, um, both of them, six weeks mark was, was not a pretty time in our house. Um, both of my boys were definitely fussy, had a lot of reflux, but they were gaining weight, kind of like your yep. son is as well. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, we're just going to power through it. And I remember by three months, it definitely started getting better on our part. I know you guys kind of had hoped that with Fiona that it would get better at three months. Yeah, I think so. And I can't, I can't remember if it, it didn't or did. Yeah. Um, it seems for sure when she, by the time she starts eating um, solid yeah. foods that it gets better. But I can't remember if it got better at three months or not. Yeah. So I think there's a, there was a little bit of hope that it was her and not me. And so therefore, with the second baby, I'd sort of be starting afresh and I wouldn't have these problems. Um, and so when I started seeing them coming, and I think I saw them coming really about three weeks, yeah. um, it was sort of disheartening. I, <laughs> I bet, just thought, oh I no, another one, another colicky baby. I'm never going to get to enjoy this infant <laughs> stage. <laughs> so it's been a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. How about you, Annie? How are things going with you and Miss Miss Eleanor, who's trying to feed <laughs> here and is kind of ticked off? <laughs> Case in point. Yeah. <laughs> um, like Cherry said, it's been... Does she, does she just want to be helped? Here, let's uh, burp her. Let's see what happens. So I would say yes and no. Yeah. That it's easier from the stance of my confidence and um, the maneuvering of this baby around my body. Um and uh, being comfortable with what's the, the flow that's coming out of me, um, I just still think that it's crazy that milk is being generated for food. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe it. Um, I have those moments where I'm just in awe. Is, right. Are you still having that? <laughs> I am. And, and she has um, uh, clogged... Um, eye duct. Eye duct. Yeah. And so everyone says, put breast milk in her eyes. And so I go, okay. And I've put it in her eye and I go, that's milk. That's... I'm putting so my milk that I've generated. I've, I make food. This is wild. But, but it's actually healed, though, hasn't it? It's making bit. it so much better. <laughs> That's awesome. It's just it's amazing to me. It's wonderful. Um, so I think what we've struggled with, Ellie and I, is the my flow issues. I've One is an overproducer, and so she gets frustrated on the other one when it doesn't flow. And then I think she's done, um, but she's not done. And so it's just um, learning her cues. Yeah. And then um, the other thing is I've experienced some issues with the overproducer because she's um, she's tried to stop the flow. And so she pinches. And so I have swelling and I have the, uh, we think, a vasospasm maybe. And so I'm learning all about these new things that I didn't know were even possible beforehand. <laughs> so I had the, what I had told you, Robin, was that I thought that after a couple months or I don't know what my timetable was in my head, that it would just be easy after a certain point, that it, there wouldn't be new things popping up. But like you were saying, like with children, or maybe it was you, Jen, um, like with parenting, it's like parenting, new things just pop up and you face it as it comes along. So I just get that it's going to be a challenge throughout, but it's still going to be wonderful. Yeah. There so. there will be things that arise throughout, but yeah, hopefully more good days than bad. Yeah. And most of the time, yeah. I would have to say most of the time we, we get it and it's, yeah. it's okay. And I give, I take a break from it and I pump and I give her a bottle so I can give this one side a, a break, but. Okay. Um, so how often are you ladies breastfeeding right now? Has, ha- have you gotten into more of a pattern than maybe just what your babies were doing when they were like two weeks and three weeks old when we talked last time? Not really. I, I mean, I think 
things have been pretty consistent, but we're just, you know, feeding her on demand cool. and which can be very intense at times. Yeah. But um, she seems to be, you know, I would say every two to three hours, which was what I was aiming for before. I think that's one thing that's gotten easier, though, because before it was me constantly looking at the clock and timing it and how long has oh. it been and worrying about waking her to feed her. And, and now she's doing it on her own. So cool. she's, you know, I don't have to worry. Um, you know, rarely do I have to feel like it's been too long since I fed her. Um, she just wakes up and, you know, I can kind of see her trying to shove her whole hand in her mouth. <laughs> um, and usually we can get to her before she's crying. So really learning some of those early cues and um, it's been helping out a lot. Oh, good. How about you, Jen? Are you guys feeding on somewhat of a routine or pattern right now? Um, I think we do. We have a pattern in the evening time for sure, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like is such a blessing. Um, so she does feed... Uh, before she goes to sleep, which usually is around 7 p.m., and then um, and then she will wake he? up. Oh, my gosh, that's right. I have a he. <laughs> I was just that's holding awesome. Ellie, <laughs> Annie's baby, who's a she. Um, sorry, he, yes, my child, Bryson. This um, is what happens when you have two children. This is what happens. You know what? I refer to him as a she often. Um, so he... Uh, then he wakes up twice, um, and I feed him uh, both times throughout the night. Um, and then he sleeps till uh, I think probably about six a.m. Cool. So, so that that seems to be pretty regular throughout the day. I don't know if it's too regular, um, but he still sort of feeds in chunks again. So he feeds a lot when he wakes up, and then not again for. Uh, an hour and a half or two, and then he'll feed several times again. So it seems like he's kind of feeding in these chunks, um, and I would say probably there's about four or five of those chunks throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about you, Annie? I, I'm all screwed up because she was sick, and so she was feeding about every hour to two hours, um, and then nose waking clogged, up, so having a hard clogged. time waking up in the middle of the night, and I had a really hard time remembering what. What I just what just happened, <laughs> and in the middle of the night, actually, I woke up and and then as I'm breastfeeding her and just about done, I couldn't remember waking up and taking her out of her crib. I just was sleeping. <laughs> so now I think that she's getting a little bit healthier, and now that she's at nine weeks, um, I'm at least I'm speaking probably just from today, but I'm noticing that she is going to feed about two to three hours more, so three hours if I can make sure that she gets the four ounces closer to closer to four ounces um each time so i would say that it's four to five times during the day and then if i can get her enough at night she'll sleep through the night and wake up at four thirty or 5 cool yeah cool um and do you find that you have to focus as much on latching now that your baby has your baby kind of learned how to do it do you have to pay as much attention or um are you able to actually you know maybe turn on the television and watch tv or read a book or something while while your baby's feeding Annie, you want to take that one? Sure. I, I feel like I have to hold my breast on both sides to get it in the right place for her. Um, but almost more so on the over overproducer side because it, it's painful. And so if I hold it in a place, it, she won't pull on it as much. Um, but that is something I wanted to speak to my lactation consultant about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I hear her sucking. I can hear the suck, and I, I would like to – I don't know how to work on that. Um because she, her, I look at her mouth and her latch, and it's fine. So once she's on there, it's fine. It's just I think it's the milk coming too fast that she's pulling, trying yeah. to stop it, slow it down. So those are just my thoughts. How about you, Jen? Yeah, I think I've been a bit lazy. I don't know if I've really concentrated too much on the latch. So it hasn't been a difficult for me since the beginning, although I am noticing now that he's starting to click a little bit, like mm-hmm. he's almost like um, – 
pulling off or slipping. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I have a towel sort of like as backup right away because I think it's that I'm, I produce so much so fast and it kind of gets caught in the bottom of his mouth and it starts to sort of drip out and then the, the clicking starts to happen. So I keep taking him off, drying myself, drying him, try again. Um, so that, that I guess, is it has been a little bit of a challenge, and that's been more recent, like the last couple of weeks. Yeah, the clicking can definitely come from an oversupply, and so essentially it's the baby trying to slow, uh, like put a kink in the water hose. Yeah. <laughs> and so they push their tongue up, to which can be painful, but they're pinching the nipple to slow it down a little bit. And so that's, they're, and they're losing their suction too, which you're, you, you've nailed. Just that, there's too much in his mouth, and so he's slipping all over the place. Yeah. And so um, hopefully that'll resolve soon. But but, um, you know, I find that most women, their milk supplies kind of get in their really good groove by about 12 weeks where their body kind of knows what it needs to be mm-hmm. producing. So you're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but that's a really helpful idea to have a towel and wiping it off. So that way you're kind of starting from scratch again and yeah. getting back on so he's not sliding all over the place. So how about you, Cherry? Do you have to pay attention? That's good to know because I've been experiencing that exact same really? the exact same thing. Yeah, she's, she's getting better. I mean, I, I kind of think that I thought that... I would just help her out a little bit at the beginning, and then she would just kind of get it. Um, and <laughs> obviously, she's not there yet. I feel like I do need to do the compression, sort of the, the boob sandwich for mm-hmm. her and help her. Um, and also, when she's you know when she's really calm, um, for the most part, she'll just latch and stay on. But sometimes, if she's a little fussy or she's kind of like looking around all over the place, um, I kind of feel like I need to hold her, hold the boob, hold every, like make sure that everything's all coming together and, and hold her there. Um, but I have noticed a couple times, you know, we co-sleep and I'll nurse her in bed, you know, sort of side-lying at night, and sometimes I'll kind of just fall asleep with her there, and all of a sudden I'll wake up and I'll just hear this sort of, like, chomp, and she's just sort of, like, woken up and hungry and latched on herself, and I'm like, good girl, you know, I almost, like, want to wake my husband up to tell him what she just did. Um, so definitely seeing that she's starting to to be able to do it by herself yeah. a little bit, but for the most part, I'd say she still needs a, a lot of help. Yeah, so. one thing I remembered around six weeks with my young, my oldest son Ben is we were traveling up north, and I needed to nurse him in public, and it was the first time I'd ever like not really assisted him, and I was trying to figure out how I was going to do this with a blanket over me and all this kind of stuff. And so I remember lifting up my shirt, making sure that my husband was I wasn't you know he was protecting that I wasn't showing everyone all my goods, and also my back fat. And all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, um, and I remember like saying to him, okay, so I have to try to latch him. And same, like, just like you said with Callie, all of a sudden it was like gulp, gulp, gulp. And I looked, you know, I pulled the front of my shirt down to take a peek. And he had totally latched on all by himself. And I was like, wow, I've been helping you for, you know, the past couple weeks now. And you've probably already knew what you were doing. So um, I found that that was a real defining moment in our yeah. breastfeeding relationship. Like, yeah. wow, I might help him latch just a tad, but he really could do it on his own. Sometimes I test it out during the day. I kind of don't help her and just see what happens. And it's it's hit or miss and when yeah. it's miss it's like really painful yeah. ouch no give me my nipple back <laughs> um, so so we kind of I've eased back on that and gone back to helping a little more yeah. <laughs> so Terry you had mentioned that you guys like really, you like to do side lying in the middle of the night what what are your favorite positions ladies have you found um, that you, have you tried a couple different ones do you kind of have your your go to um, Cherry what else are you doing besides this side lying yeah it just um, it just depends I, I did discover pretty early that I was um, hating the, the first nurse pillow that I had. So I went out and bought a different one. 
one um, and found that that was helping a, a lot better. Um, we're kind of doing a little bit of everything. Sometimes it just depends. You know, we started off doing the, the football hold at the beginning and it wasn't really working out for me. I think it was a little awkward and I think I was just so scared that I was kind of going to drop her, mm-hmm. holding her with one arm. Um, but lately I found that that can be really helpful to go back to that, especially when she's nursing on the left. I'm right-handed if I need to kind of multitask a little bit because then she's not totally in the way and I can do something else. Somehow she cool. seems to time that she wants to eat when my husband's bringing me dinner. Um, <laughs> so I'm worried I'm going to mess all over her. But I've kind of just been been playing around with um, all sorts of different positions. And it's um, no one favorite so far, but definitely in bed at night, the sideline is, is the laziest slash easiest <laughs> option. Nice. How about you, Annie? I think I have a, just a traditional, I don't know what you call it. Is it when she's on her side? You guys do a lot of um, kind of leaning back, so oh, right, more of a right, laid back right. breastfeeding. So the laid I would back breastfeeding—that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start this over. Yes, yes, Robin. I I practice the laid back method, um, <laughs> but that's because of my flow. So yeah. we've started that from the very beginning—is doing that for my flow. But then I I forget and I am on the couch and I'm really laid back and she's freaking out on the one side that's not the the fast flow and I don't know why and then. I I realize that when I go to the Wednesday group and I'm up against a hard surface and it works so easy and she does so well in public, it's because I'm up against a hard surface and I'm not like cozying up into a couch. So I have to remember my position when I'm laid back and and switch it when I go to the other side. And then I've also tried um, a diagonal hold for the fast flow because of my swelling and um, that side to just help her latch differently onto the nipple. and, And it's just, it's kind of a... I don't know if it's working. But. Yeah. Oh. Um, Jen, how about you? I was just trying to think of if I know what any of it's called, but I, don't, <laughs> I just, have just to be lay him across my chest. I, have, I use the same the same um, hold. I don't rotate much. Um, so I lay him across my chest. I lean back because I have a fast flow. Sometimes I lean really far back if I, I, if I can hear him just gulping, gulping, and choking. Um, that doesn't seem to really make a difference, but somehow <laughs> I keep trying different things. Um, and then I do have to lean forward a little bit sometimes to get him to latch on, and uh-huh. then I'll lean back. Okay. I was um, going to ask you that because I've been trying to do the laid back with her, mm-hmm. and I find that she latches differently, and sometimes it hurts more, and it's more of a challenge to okay, get her latch and then lay back. Oh, oops, she fell off. Uh-huh. Let's do it again. So Yeah, I, well, I definitely – I'll if, if sometimes he, latch, he latches on pretty easily, but if, if for whatever reason he's not latching on easily or he's half asleep – um, I'll lean forward, get him latched on, and then hold him in place. I also am really small-breasted, so, like, I don't have a lot of options. There's no, like, there's nothing hanging off to, like, lean to the side or go different ways. So it's like they're just right in front of me. Those I, are my options. I hear you. I'm, I'm the same way in sideline. Actually, I was never very that no, good because I didn't have enough boobage to, like, totally. <laughs> There's nothing to move any direction. No. Annie, were you going to make a comment on the opposite side? <laughs> Why, yes. <laughs> because of the fast flow and the large breasts that these have become, um, the the flow of the milk comes out very fast. And I learned from my dear friend Jen to allow the milk to spray first, let it, let it come in and not have her drink that part because yeah. that's when she starts to squeeze and hurt me. Um but you don't mean to, <laughs> and and then so I pull her, I pull her off, and then I put a towel over it, and or I spray my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Show him my new skills. 
And then and then she gets back on. And I'm, I, I think I'm still kind of working that part out. But. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, when we come back, we'll discuss how Annie, Jen, and Sherry are dealing with night feedings, bottle feedings, and finding support from their family and friends. So we'll be right back. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Okay, and we're back. So um, let's talk about night feedings now. Um, you had kind of, all three of you had kind of mentioned that your babies are, are feeding on a little bit more of a pattern. Um, and so do you find that at this stage where your babies are, you know, almost six weeks and nine weeks that you're starting to get more sleep? Um, how about you, Jen? Yeah, I actually feel blessed with Bryson. He's a fantastic sleeper compared to my first uh, daughter, Fiona. She, she, I just remember thinking with Fiona going to, go to bed and thinking, here we go. We're going in for the night fight. Like just, you know, dreading going to sleep because I knew that she, she would wake up over and over and over again, um, crying, etc. Um, so Bryson actually has this fantastic schedule and he's had it since day one, um, which I'm happy with because it's so much better than I'm used to, which is, um, he wakes up, he goes to sleep. He wakes up after four, sometimes five hours. Um, and I feed him and then he goes back to sleep for another hour or so. He wakes up, I feed him again, he goes back to sleep, and then we're in the morning time. So I've only cool. really woken up maybe twice through the night, um, and it's fantastic. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I love it. Um, my daughter, on the other hand, she actually still wakes up. Uh, she's two and a half, and she wakes up at least once a night. Um, she's she's just a horrible sleeper, and all four of us are sharing a room. Nice. So <laughs> she's two and a half. She's still sleeping in my bed. My drives my mother nuts. <laughs> um, but it works for her, and she sleeps better in our bed than she does it anywhere else. Um, and then Bryson sleeps in the bassinet next to us, and um, and he actually is great in a bassinet. I just feel like. I, I feel like I got a win here. I think it's possible <laughs> that he's going to actually sleep in his own bed. <laughs> and Fiona's still going to be with you guys. still going to be in our bed. <laughs> so that part's really exciting to me. Nice. Cherry, how about you? What's your, what does your night schedule kind of look like? Uh, there's no schedule. There's no People schedule. People about the word schedule. And, I was and like, a schedule, yeah, I actually wouldn't yeah. say that, but just kind of what, yeah, what, no is, schedule, what is your pattern no kind of looking at? Um, you know, it's she's, she's just up consistently every two to three hours. And, um, you know, we don't, there's no like oh the first time she goes down is at a certain time it just sort of depends on on when and I think one of the things that I'm trying to get better about is that you know if I'm nursing her and she falls asleep and I'm holding her sometimes I'll sit there holding her for an hour and then I think okay let me let me try put her down now well now I'm an hour into the two hour nap so now I've given myself an hour to really sleep you know and I'm trying to break myself of that but um, sometimes when I put her down she'll wake up so it's just easier to just hold her and just take an hour of peace you know peace and quiet but um, it's getting a lot better. I've noticed that I think I've just adjusted to not sleeping. I never thought that that would be possible, <laughs> the, the, you know, being up every two hours, but it's just become normal and that's the way that it is. And um, we tend to kind of go to bed a lot later with her, but then get up a lot later in the morning, which is fine because neither myself nor my husband have anywhere to be. Um, but I've found that I'm able to sort of um, just deal with the night a little better, you know, especially with the side sleeping. I don't quite have to wake up as, as much and I'm not quite as worried and panicked about this brand new baby in my bed that I Good. was the first few nights. Very cool. How about you, Annie? 
Um, I think from the beginning we would put her down um, around 8 o'clock. Or maybe in the beginning it was 10, but that's sort of the pattern was 8 and then 10 and then 12. So every two hours in the very beginning, um, two to three hours. And then very early, it wasn't me that put her on a schedule of any kind. She just went down at, at 8 or 9 and then slept until 3. Yeah. Um, so she skipped the 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock time. So now that she's been uh, sick, she kind of reverts back to that. So I think maybe it's a more of a comfort thing. But she was also not eating as much each time. Um, so now that I can recognize that, I can sort of strategize and maybe give her a little extra um, in the evening so that she sleeps a little bit longer now yeah. that she's getting older. Um, so she's been, we've been blessed with a really good, easy sleeper. Cool. Yeah. Um, ladies, I and I forget, Cherry, are you going back to work? Unfortunately, yes. Okay, you are. <laughs> and Jen, you're going to be going back as well. Yeah, I actually start work next week. Oh, okay. oh wow. Wow. So um, clearly I would, Im- or I should, Im- I guess I shouldn't assume, but I would imagine that you guys have started um, offering bottles. And so um, who offered that first bottle and, and how was it? Did it work the first time? So Jen, how about you? Um, yeah, sure. We offered a bottle right away because when we went in for our first checkup after we left the hospital, um, Bryson had lost a pound. So it, that was over the 10%. Um, and so we were instructed by our pediatrician to go home right away and feed him formula. So um, that actually, that exact same thing happened with our first. So that was not strange to us. So we stopped off at the store because we didn't get any samples um, and um, and uh, proceeded to feed him his first bottle. And he took it really easily. Um, I think so. He was only just maybe three or four days old. Um, and then... Um, and then since then, um, he hasn't had a bottle since. So he just got that first bottle and then my milk came in and everything turned out great. So we haven't actually fed him a bottle since then. So now that you're going back to work next week, is it a... Uh, I started pumping yeah. and collecting. And I remember thinking of the liquid gold <laughs> in my freezer. Um, and then I also remember thinking it doesn't go as far as you think it will. Yeah. Um, because they eat so much more in the bottle than they do on the breast, or at least that was my experience with my first. Um, and so I have, you know, I have several supplies in the icebox and I, I'm already thinking, Oh, I think that's only going to make it like maybe a couple hours. Um, (laughs) and also too, um, with my first, she was fussier when I left. Um, and the only way my husband was able to calm her down was to just feed, feed her a lot. So I'm kind of prepared for that. I'm prepared for him having to use formula as well, if that's the case. Um, whatever, whatever he needs to get through it. So I start work next week. Um, and it's just in the evenings. Um, I start teaching. And so it'll be from, I'll probably leave the house around five and I won't be back till maybe 10. Is that right? Something around there. Yeah. So that'll that'll be a good five hours for my husband. Um, and um, and hopefully it'll, you know, it'll work out and the, the he'll he'll feed from the bottle easily. But I actually don't really know yet. So okay. I'll let you know on All our right. next session. All right. Sounds <laughs> good. Cherry, how about you? Well, we gave her a bottle um, pretty much at exactly one month mark. And I was very nervous about it because a lot of people had said try and introduce it, you know, around three to four weeks and then randomly as we approached that point i had a couple people say oh no just wait wait until like two weeks before you go back to work and um my sister-in-law's five-month-old will not take a bottle and they've kept trying and so i just was petrified about this and so i was like okay we just we've got to do it now i didn't want to do it too early with all of the issues that were going on and um i actually bought 
this uh, fancy schmancy bottle online that I had read a lot of moms who had struggled and worked their way through every bottle finally landed on this one. And so I thought, well, why waste my time buying all of these other ones? Let's just go straight to that. And it was petrifying. I remember she was hungry and I decided, okay, I'm going to go pump right now and then we'll put it right in. That way I didn't have to figure out like how do we defrost and thaw and heat the milk and all of that. That was just too much. We still haven't gotten to that yet. (laughs) But um, I pumped really quickly. Um, Fortunately, because of my oversupply, it took like three minutes for me to, you know, pumped like eight ounces and I could fill a little bottle for her and I put um, I think only one and a half ounces in at first I just kind of wanted to you know go slow and um, left my husband with her and then went and hid around the corner and I knew I probably shouldn't be there but I couldn't bear to not be there and I'm sitting on the stairs and my first thought was please let her take the bottle please let her take the bottle please you know and I could hear her fussing and crying and I could hear my husband sort of struggling a little bit with her and then all of a sudden I just went absolutely quiet and she, she was taking the bottle and then I was like, oh, please don't let her prefer the bottle. Prefer the bottle. And one of the things that I had read about this particular brand was that their slow flow nipple is really, really slow. And so my husband could tell she was struggling a little bit with the bottle. And I was like, that's right, you struggle with that bottle. I don't want that bottle to be too easy. Um, but she took it. And then two days later, we tried again with two ounces. And both times, because I gave her such a little, um, right afterwards, she kind of came to, to me and then I nursed her a little bit more. So, And we haven't actually done it since. That was last week. And I'm like, all right, we need to do it again because I don't want to now wait three months. And, you know, But I figure our plan was that we would try and do it just a couple times a couple times a week. So, oh, Annie, before you answer, I do want to clarify something that Cherry had mentioned too. And we have actually another episode on this about moms going back to work and when to introduce a bottle and stuff because there are lots of babies who have about three months, four months, or five months, and decide that they don't want to take a bottle any, anymore if they haven't done it kind of on a regular basis. And so, um, you, you know, my recommendation is to start a bottle between about three and six weeks, right in between those two growth spurts. Um, and definitely, unless you're going back to work at six weeks, um, it wouldn't be my recommendation to wait until two weeks before you go to work because <laughs> no. work is stressful enough. No. And the last thing you want to deal with is a baby that's not taking a bottle. So I'm glad you kind of trusted yeah. your instinct and decided to do it. And and Trusted you, you oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but definitely there there is a, there can be a window of time, and so not not for all babies, but for some, and so it's worth it to kind of get in that window, and then like you said, you know, offer it a couple times a week, so that way it's just part of the routine, and it's time for you know partners to bond and things like that. So one of the things I need to learn is that I need to take advantage of that time and yes. go have my fifteen minute walk instead of like hovering around the corner yes. and taking pictures of Daddy giving <laughs> Kelly her first bottle. <laughs> we'll get there exactly. Exactly. Um, Annie, how about you? What was the first bottle experience like for um, for your hubby? Um, it was easy, actually. She took the bottle really well. Yeah. We've, I mean, she's so easygoing. Um, Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no bragging. She spits up like crazy. You want to you talk about that? Because <laughs> uh, I'm afraid she's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I gave her um, two ounces in a bottle, and it was fine. And then I thought, okay, well, I don't want her to prefer the bottle over me, so let's just stop it. And <laughs> she, she, she took it. That's fine. We'll wait until I go back to work. But after listening to you and listening to a couple other women who've had their babies and gone back to work, I started um, giving her one um, about three times a week. Cool. So She's still doing okay with or, it? Absolutely. Um, and... It, or or maybe it's more. It just depends on the day um, and if I wanted to give her a little extra. Like last night I wanted to give her a little extra um, and just needed to give my me a rest. And so that's what I did. Um, so it's working okay and I have some in the freezer and I have some in the fridge and I'm just um, 
We'll see how it works. I just had a brilliant idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jen, please For my us. own situation. <laughs> I was just thinking, I should probably start doing more of the bottle because I'm not really doing it. And then I just thought, in the middle of the night, I yeah. should pump. Yeah. Let my husband get... That makes it so my husband has to get up in the middle of the night and I can actually keep <laughs> sleeping. This is a brilliant idea. <laughs> I well, think I'm going to start. All right. <laughs> and, and my husband actually asked me if there was a way that he could help me and I'm still trying to figure out how because I want... I, I forget that... I, I asked him, do you want to put her down? Do you want to take give her a bottle? And he said, absolutely. And I said, well, I'm not hoarding her. I just need you to ask because I forget and I would prefer to give her my breasts but if you want a bottle feeder then I'm okay with that but he had asked if there was any way he could help me like in the middle of the night when he's not going to school or going to work and I thought well you could but they fill up and yes. as hard Stop as a yeah. rock yeah. and I and I hurt so you have that to doesn't you have to me. pump or you know somehow you I'm have to relieve up the pressure and, yeah. Yeah. and so. if you and if you're side lying and nursing that's easier than getting up because for me I got to get up and get the pump yep. and get the bra on and get it all set up and to me that just takes more time and effort and wakes me up more totally Definitely. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experiences breastfeeding your babies during their second month of life. It's amazing how things have changed in such a small period of time. Um, And I really look forward to continuing our conversation in the upcoming months. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Before we wrap things up today, here's Denise Altman with some nursing basics for the new mom. Hey there, Boop Group. My name is Denise Altman, and I am a private practice IBCLC, otherwise known as a registered lactation consultant. Private practice means I have my own business, and I specialize in prenatal education and breastfeeding support. This session is about prenatal prep to breastfeeding, something I definitely have an opinion about. First off, it's all about the birth in the very beginning. So this is something that you should be thinking about from early on. Don't wait till your third trimester to start preparing for birth. Think about what your dreams are, what your hopes are. How do you imagine your birth occurring? What is the scenario? How long do you think it will take for your baby to be born? How do you know if your imagination and your dreams are going to equal reality? Uh, What do you know about birth and where did you learn it? This is something that most women dream about when they start thinking about becoming a mother, but sometimes it doesn't go beyond the dreaming phase. It's your job to educate yourself and your partner so that you are prepared when that day comes. I hope this information on this session can get you started on exploring your options. For additional tips on choosing a breastfeeding class, birth prep, prenatal breastfeeding prep, Please visit my website at FeatureBaby.com and keep listening to The Boob Group. Thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you'll visit our website, TheBoobGroup.com, and add your stories about breastfeeding your one- to two-month-old in the comment section of this episode's page. If you have any questions about today's show or the topics we discussed, please call our Boob Group hotline at 619-866-4775 and we'll answer your question on an upcoming episode. 
Coming up next week, we'll be discussing tight frenula and how they can affect breastfeeding. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, because mothers know breast. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.